W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jaybird, Nick the Gooch, and your host, Brokowski. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? We are back in 2022 with the new beginnings, and boy, do we have a very wise episode for you today, because we're joined with Three Wiseman Media, Kyle Dillon and Tyler. Boys, how are you doing today? Great. Doing good. Doing well. Of course you guys are doing well. Three Wiseman Media has been on fire lately. But uh, before we start getting into things here, why don't you go ahead and break down what you guys actually do and are part of Three Wiseman Media. Oh, boy. Kyle, you better lead us off on that one. What do we do? Man, <laughs> I mean... We've been doing a lot. We're uh, we've got Motor City Mo, episode four coming out. So we produce podcast. No, not podcast. Why did I say podcast? We're on a podcast. That's um, why. Uh, comic books. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel. Um, we've been doing some wrestling stuff lately. We've been doing a lot of stuff for the last several years. So, um, yeah, man, that was a horrible answer, but I did the best I could. <laughs> You summed it all up. You summed it all up because actually you brought out Motor City Mo, and I'm going to pass it over to Jaybird here because he has a couple questions about that. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. We've seen you guys at a lot of shows and a lot of Comic-Cons, more or less. But uh, yeah. when did you guys uh, start doing Comic-Cons, honestly? Well, I, we, we, we made the comic book. That's that's really what started it. Um, you know, you, you make a comic book, and then you got to go shut that thing where there's people who want to buy comic books. So that's where you get to Comic-Cons. But truth be told, I mean, it's like a little community over there. Like yeah. we've got Comic-Con friends that like booth people that we know that we set up with, um, you know, so it's, it's It's almost like wrestling in that way, where you start to know some of the ins and outs, some of the people to avoid, some of the people you hopefully hope your booth gets next to. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty fun. It's great. I think that we started in, in 2017, actually, because I just saw something on my Facebook memory that said something around 2017 or 18 was one of our first shows. So, like, going back that far, like five, six years now, we've been going to cons on a regular basis. Yeah, that's awesome. We love seeing you. I know me and Brokowski are big fans of Motor City. Mo, And um, honestly, uh, who is the original writer and uh, who draws it? So our artist is, is the very talented Ryan Tavares. Tavares. I always get his name wrong. I was looking at Dylan to try to lead me and say it correctly, but I always pronounce it wrong. And we've been working with the guy for forever. Um, but Ryan actually draws the book. And then me, Dylan, and Kyle wrote it. So we would go off. We would kind of do it separately. Uh, well, we would have our little meetings, come up with like, okay, this is what we want to do. This is where the story is going to go. And then much credit to Kyle. Because then once he, he sort of gets the mad ramblings of the Elkins boys, he, he organizes it into an actual voice. Um, so the, the, I would say like the main voice is definitely Kyle, but all three of us are pumping in ideas saying, what about this? What about that? 
coming up with stuff. So, and then Kyle's the, Kyle's the glue. Yeah. He definitely uh, makes sense of our incoherent ramblings. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good team effort right there. That means you guys got a good team, man. Yeah, absolutely. So do we get any, uh, can we get any sneak peeks for uh, the next book coming out? Number four, Kyle. Actually, we, we just yesterday shot uh, an update video that we're going to release tomorrow. So I guess you hear, heard it here first that we're going to be um, updating the world. But uh, Motor City Mo episode four, we're going to be releasing um, a variant cover. Um, so we're going to have like an exclusive limited run of 100 copies that's going to be released. Was it February 25th? And it's going to be um, exclusively at Nine Planets the comic shop over there in Dearborn Heights and at Great Lakes Comic Con. So it's going to be the super limited thing. We're really excited about it. And um, those are going to be the only two places on the entire planet that you can get this limited run with this cool variant cover. And then we're going to do a, a wide release in um, April. So more to come on that. But in terms of like the content, we're also, we're always really, really secretive about like the next book. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I don't know what, what that's about. Like, I'm afraid to give too much away, but, um, when we left episode three, like Mo was kind of, he had made his decision, you know, he's in deep with these, with these criminals like dollar Don, and he's been doing this stuff with Don for years. And he kind of made this like specific choice to be with, with his love interest instead of Don. And in episode four, we really start to see the consequences of that play out. I think is the best way to, for me to give a tease i guess i would say yeah without spoiling anything <laughs> yeah well, we we appreciate that and me and brokowski are definitely going to be on the lookout for that uh cover man that sounds great pretty awesome for sure yeah we'll be at great yeah, lakes for sure man that's gonna be a good one but uh not to talk to too much into this i'm gonna pass it back to brokowski and get into that uh wrestling challenge yeah man you guys <laughs> got that uh three wise men media wrestling challenge going out right now and it's been going out for a while now you guys are on season three now i mean mm -hmm. this thing is something that i've never seen before and it is so awesome i mean what you guys have the talent wise in the ring to the talent outside the ring and then the talent that you guys have with the graphics and stuff man it, it is unbelievable i absolutely love what you're doing can you go ahead and touch on a library and whose idea it was? What was the motivation behind it and why are you doing it? Man, well, me and Dylan have always been wrestling fans. And then obviously Elk was always part of Three Wise Men Media as like a, almost like a brand in and of itself going to wrestling shows. And, um, you know, Kyle is, again, you know, he's he wasn't a wrestling guy when we started this thing. And just hearing some of his ideas and, and I'm like, man, you know, we were just like, if we can get all this into wrestling, but combine it with everything that we love. So the funny skits and bits mixed with wrestling, mixed with, you know, storytelling and the big characters. And that's where it came from. Just basically all three of us being like, you know, this is the medium that we're, we're going to tell it. And also, too, the COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. was pretty much necessitated it because I wasn't wrestling. I, you know, a lot of people weren't comfortable um, wrestling in front of crowds quite yet. So the first one really stemmed from that is that we did, you know, a cinematic match with uh, Mavado. We were working on one with Miller even before that June tie. And then, you know, the, the, the wrestling challenge sort of was birthed out of the necessity of, of, of me wanting to wrestle. And then, you know, these guys wanting to tell stories. 
So let's put it together. You know, no fans. It was outdoors the first two. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Kyle, Kyle, w- w- what else should I be saying there? <laughs> no, I, I think that's a great point. Something that I've forgotten about because it's been so long. But we started wanting to do this cinematic match with with June tie. And we ended up just happenstance doing the cinematic match with Movado, which like we threw that together last minute and it ended up being really cool. And I'm something I'm super proud of. And I feel like it was kind of just this moment where we were like, well, what else can we do? Like we weren't really in any position to put on a live show because of COVID and we just didn't really have the, the resources. So we were like, well, what are we good at? Or what do we think we're good at? Right. And it's, <laughs> it's doing, you know, goofy shit. Um, and obviously Tyler and Dylan have, have are enormous wrestling fans. So we, we just tried it. We we're like, let's see what we can do for the, the first one. And we thought, well, I mean, this worked at least from our perspective and we had fun doing it. It was an enormous, it was so much pressure and such a pain in the ass, but it, we feel like it worked. And so ever, everyone since then, we've been trying to sort of like clarify our vision and like kind of up the ante and do more goofy shit because like that's the stuff that <laughs> I feel like is is that's the whole thing for me like I I really I've never been a wrestling fan until like the first wrestling show that I've ever seen that I ever saw was a class show in like 2017 or 2016 so like that should give you a little bit of frame of reference of, of where I'm coming from so like Bill and Tyler will be like pitching and like and like Randy and, and Priest and all these other guys that, that we are working with They'll be like saying we should do this match and partner this guy and this guy. And I'll be like, well, what if it was a musical number? Or what if we did something <laughs> underwater? Just like dumb, dumb shit. And then like sometimes they'll be like, yeah, let's do that. Um, so it, it really is a, a really good like F, like uh, a good team with with all of us working together on it. Big Cash, you got something on that? Yeah, I just wanted to say like the when I first seen the Elk and Movado match, <clears throat> And all the matches that you guys put up online for this wrestling challenge, it kind of, to me, it feels, it's almost like a real life anime, you know, like I I like how you guys do it, how it's almost like cut scene. You focus on one and then you focus on the other while there's a story being told and you're giving a storyline to people to feed off while they're doing this match. So they understand really what's going on and just the graphics and the Elk and Mabato match, like it was like street fighter video game, like, I really dig it, and I've really enjoyed what you guys are doing with this wrestling challenge. Thanks, man. We, we really appreciate it because, you know, for us, it was it really was a big risk because, I mean, you have, the, you know, the Boneyard match. People generally like that. Um, but, like, you know, this was just sort of like another layer on top of it of, like, well, now we're going to put funny graphics to it. And then with the wrestling challenge, like you said, now all of a sudden, instead of just telling, you know, here's your one match, now we're trying to tell a through line story through several episodes. Um, so. And I think the, the story thing is, is a huge part of it for us too. And now that I remember, I, I think the video game idea too, and this is what's so cool is we're working with so many cool people like Randy really want Dr. Wrecking Ball, like really wanted us to do a video game thing. And it like, it just happened to work out that when we did the Movado match, it, it like Dylan or, or Tyler, somebody sent me that, that video game. I can't even remember what it was. And I was just too naive to think that I can't do that. I was like, I'll try it. And it was days and days of effort of me trying to make those stupid health bar graphics work, but it worked. Um, but yeah, the, the story component is something that's super important to us. And um, it's, 
well, I feel like we're, we're doing well. Again, from our perspective, maybe it's terrible. I don't know. Dan O'Mac, what you got? So one thing I, I've, I've said this to you in the past, Tyler, because you've been on a couple of times um, on the show before, and I, I've briefly spoke of this in the episodes because we've focused those on you. But you guys do a fantastic job of storytelling, whether it's with Three Wiseman Media Wrestling Challenge, with the whole regular Randy versus Elk thing with the time crystals and everything. You guys do a fantastic job with the storytelling. And I love how you guys, like you said, you've brought all of your goofy, funny shit you guys like to do. And you bring it in to the wrestling, which is Tyler and, and priest and uh, Randy's expertise. Um, but the one thing I, I have a question for Dylan, Dylan, how Uh-oh. How was it getting in the ring and, and, and training with your brother and priest and, 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 and Atlas, how was, how was the training? Well, I mean, exactly what you saw in the video is exactly how my body was feeling. And I'm still, I feel like I'm feeling the the repercussions of uh, doing that little attempt. It it was physical and it was demanding and and, and it hurt. (laughs) And, and I love the storytelling you guys do, whether this is you guys thought about this from the beginning. But when I saw on the wrestling challenge that Dylan was getting trained, I thought back to when uh, Tyler, you were having your your run with Cameron Sky and 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 Dylan got attacked uh, by Cameron Sky and they brought him into that storyline. And I was just like, it's just just like three Wiseman media to bring something back that they something was teased previously. Yep. And, and if you're a big fan of you guys, you'll see this stuff finally come to fruition. And, and that's why I love your guys' storytelling and everything you do. And I really love the regular Randy versus Elk stuff with the time crystals and bringing it in and, and bringing priest into the fold for this three wise and wrestling challenge, because we could say so much great things about what he brings on that mic for the uh he has that different perspective for for the commentary and then you have tyler who who um i I love your puns and i love the way you tie in especially when you tied in our sponsorship for you guys because we sponsor the uncle chase uh kyler match um you know it's just you and priest work well together on that commentary um I, i love the way you guys produce this whole three wise men media wrestling challenge and from the from the first start with Movado to when you've went on with the seasons but I really like how you guys too you change up you have your the, the regular stars of the wrestling challenge but then you guys are bringing in other people to mix it up and keep it fresh so um, we really enjoy that and this episode's going to drop tomorrow as we record this Monday night. So this week is the big match yeah. for you, Dylan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this feel? week we have and I love how you're 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 kind of the whole story you guys are telling with Dylan on how he's kind of been um, pushed around a little bit by the bad guys and, um, you know, Atlas is there to try to save him from the bad guys. And now you're getting in the ring and, and, and you had a breakthrough with Atlas 
um, mm-hmm. this last week with some uh, training and your uh, confidences. So we're looking forward to this match to seeing how it's going to go. We know that Dr. Wrecking Ball won last uh, the last season as sneaking in there and, and getting that win over on chase. Uh, what was that, Dylan? He knocked me out last time. He did. Yep. He did. So we just we've. As fans, we've enjoyed seeing the evolution of Dylan through all this. I don't know if this has been your guys' master plan from the from the beginning with this, but we really enjoy seeing what how Dylan has come through this, and we're looking forward to what's going beyond um, with Three well, Wise Men Media Challenge. Takes, right? <laughs> Was that Dylan? I said, "Well, let's hope I got what it takes." Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you are an Elkins, so you do have something going for you because you got wrestling in the blood at least if nothing else. So, um, but again, I'm going to turn it back over to Brokowski because we have a few more minutes left in this segment, but I, I really appreciate you guys coming on and I really appreciate all the conversations that we have when we're at the shows together. And I love, I've been telling stories since I've been a little kid. I love how you guys get in depth with these stories and you don't rush them. You, you take your time with them and you do it right. Tyler's, Tyler's not in his head because me and him have had conversations on how that's the best way to tell stories. Um, we love what you guys are doing and we can't wait for Dylan's match. We can't wait for what's going on with three wise men media wrestling challenge going forward. Um, you know, I loved when you guys had Brewski with you and the stuff you guys did with the cousins. Uh, it, it was just, you guys had some great stuff and, and it's very entertaining. You mix that wrestling with something that's not being done anywhere else with, with, yeah, the with the comedic factor that three wise men media always brings you guys are keeping it fresh and 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 involving what tyler loves and what dylan loves which is the wrestling and now you've turned kyle into a wrestling fan so <laughs> congrats on that turning turning kyle yeah. over. and a little bit ahead of time but congrats to kyle and shannon too oh, for um for what's their big uh their big life altering change that's coming, but it's going to be for the better. And, and I teased before the Elkins boys came on that that little girl's going to have the Elkins brothers wrapped around her finger. So, so I'll <laughs> yeah, turn we, it back we over. We heard what you guys said. We heard <laughs> you guys, what you guys said about wanting a boy. Yeah. Yeah. We heard that. So, uh, like I said, we have a couple minutes. So I'm going to turn it over back to Brokowski. But again, I appreciate the three of you. I enjoy all of our conversations and I love watching what you guys are doing. So, so keep up your grind. And, and I know you guys like to be secretive. So do we. I think the best grind is when you're silent. So keep that up. Don't change that. Thank you. Go ahead, Brokowski. So, Dylan, I want you to elaborate here a little bit because other than seeing you get attacked at a random class show, I've never seen you actually be in the ring before. Is this your actual first match coming up? Yes. It's a, uh, this, yeah. this, bit of, this, what you've seen is literally, <laughs> you've literally watched everything I've ever done in a wrestling ring already. <laughs> I mean, I, I competed in the amateurs a little bit when I was young. <laughs> Uh, but eighth, it's a eighth grade league champ, eighth grade, eighth league, grade champ. league champ, eighth Top grade league trophies. champ <laughs> in the heavyweight weight division. Not, yeah. not to brag, um, but it's a completely different animal. There's no points in the pros. <laughs> Is this a dream come true for you? Because I mean, I know you're a big wrestling fan, and you know, seeing Tyler in the ring constantly all the time. I mean, you did you just all of a sudden get the itch, or was this kind of a plan you would like to have worked on going in? I mean, it's something we've always talked about. 
uh, since I was younger. But I gotta tell you, it was it was some of the most fun I've had in probably my entire life. It it was it, it indescribable. Uh, just so, so it- fun. Even though I was in pain for a lot of it, I destroyed my shin. <laughs> I was punching myself in the face, doing collar and elbow ties. It, it was so much fun. That's awesome. I really can't wait to see the outcome. But uh, any plans for the Elkin brothers to have a tag team in the future? Well, there, there's people have been asking us that question since pretty much since Cameron Sky attacked you. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll see how his training goes. You know, if people react well to to this match with Wrecking Ball, win or lose, win, win or lose. lose. Um, if people react well to this match with uh, Dr. Wrecking Ball, then, then who knows? You know, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, there's a, as Elk would say, there's a lot of different dimensions with a lot of different possibilities. Are we living in one where the Elkins brothers team up? Could be. Could be staying on the future here. What's the uh, future outcome for Three Wiseman Wrestling Challenge? What's what's the end game here? Oh, I don't think there. I mean, maybe Kyle, you can chime in, but I don't think there really is an end game as long as people react to it, as long as we have fun doing it. It's yeah. something that I think you know we could probably keep doing, and something that um, it w- hopefully only gets bigger and better. I mean, we're very ambitious with a lot of the things that we do. I mean, the the cosmic collision sort of started off as, you know, a very small idea. And then that turned into a eight part TV series pretty much, you know, with a big alley. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I see it, you know, just hopefully getting better every season um, and hopefully people like it. Yeah. I think the only thing I would say is as long as we, are continuing to be excited about it and we still have like new ideas, which we always have ideas. Um, <laughs> then I would say we want to keep doing it. And as long as we always feel good about what we just did, like as of right now, every time we turn out a new episode, I feel like this is the best episode we did. You know, I'm, I'm so happy with it. And then it's like, Oh, on to the next one. But like, as long as that feeling continues, then I don't see why we would, you know, hang it up anytime soon. And I do want to the actual guys that we're working with, like, you know, obviously we said great, you know, has a lot to contribute, but uh, Chase Burnett, Uncle Chase, he has so many good ideas and like, he's so open to just, okay, here's the crazy bit idea. You know, we want you to be doing pills. You know, you're an old man doing your pills in the bathroom and then Kyler Coleman's going to shoot slingshots at you. And then Coleman, same thing, just completely on board. Um, KJ Crush, who I think is, is somebody who, you know, maybe is underrated or like under the radar uh, in the Michigan wrestling scene, that guy, he gets it. Like he knows exactly what we're looking for and he is just full of good ideas yep. and does it like, you know, and then Hightower obviously is one of our favorites. So just so many people make that thing happen that it, credit does go to them as well. And then I keep saying it, but it's wrecking ball too, Randy. He's oh, worked yeah. on on this with us from the very beginning and um he didn't get a a ton of screen time this time around until obviously the big main event but even when he's not in front of the camera he's working so hard behind the scenes you know whether it's setting up or like coaching guys behind the scene um so like like tyler said so many people have been working with us to help the help this be successful and it's been super cool to meet a bunch of people that i've never met before um that are helping this project along 
Well, before we let you guys go, could you uh, shout out all you guys' social media and where we can find the wrestling challenge at and three wise media in general. For sure. Um, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash three wise men media, um, Instagram, the same thing. Oh no, we're at three wise men media. We just got new um, social media for the three wise men media wrestling challenge. So that I would urge people to go check that out like that, follow that. It's, uh, at three Y M M wrestling challenge on Instagram and then facebook.com slash three Y M M wrestling challenge, all of the wrestling challenge videos though. And all of our regular videos, Alistair Dillon elk matches are like, uh, competition videos. Everything is on our, just one YouTube channel, um, three wise men media. So, um, that hasn't changed, but yeah, you can find us all sorts of places. And again, fellas, I want to thank you so much for coming on. We can't wait to look forward to seeing what Three Wise Men Media Wrestling Challenge provides us and what Three Wise Men Media provides us. We're definitely going to be following that. And I know we can't wait to see you at Comic-Cons because I know there'll probably be one or two before Great Lakes that we'll see you at. For sure. Oh, and thanks for the sponsorship. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. appreciate that, guys. No, thank you of for course. doing it. I mean, we wouldn't sponsor something that isn't a great product, and you guys do nothing but put out great work. So, again, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on, taking time out of your busy day, because we know you guys are always on the move, and we can't wait to see where that next move is heading. So thanks again, guys. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Man, I love that Nasty Boy shirt Elk's wearing right there. I'm a big <laughs> Nasty Boys. I love Absolutely. I grew up that's my era, you know, the nasty yep. one, one of my favorites. Oh yeah, that's my era too, man. Big nasty boys fan. And we are gonna go to a sponsor read, so we'll be right back with you. Dan O'Mac, you wanna take that over? Yeah, so we we appreciate all the support that we've got so far, and we really want to let everyone know that you can go to pwepod.com for everything related to Pro Wrestling Edge. Uh, on, this, on the website, uh, we, we're asking you to give us reviews. You can contact us there. There's an about section that talks about what we're doing with the podcast. It talks about the hosts of the podcast, all five of us. Um, you can also find links to um, all the episodes are there at pwepod.com. There's a search option if you want to look for a specific episode. And also on the website now is the new sports podcast, Talking Sports with PWE, which is Brokowski, Big Kaz, myself, AVZ, and the game changer, Kyle Barrett. Episode one of season one came out last week. We did our, our predictions and picks for the NFL playoffs round one. New episode will drop this week. Um, on Friday for uh, the second round of the playoffs, our predictions and our thoughts of what's going to go on in round two. Uh, we're excited for that. Kyle and AVZ is excited to be a part of it. So look forward to that coming out as well. And we're excited to get season one going and you're going to see stuff like draft specials. You're going to see March Madness specials. You're going to see um, NBA playoffs stuff like that. So we're, we're really excited for that um, coming out. And then, of course, the link to our merch store at Brainbuster Tees. Um, you can get our merch. You, we have the OG logo. We have the New Beginning logo. We have the other guys and 
coming soon if you guys want we might get some talking sports um merch so go head over to pwpod.com for everything pro wrestling edge also we'd like to give a shout out to our partners roof psychedelics you can follow them on instagram and facebook at roof psychedelics also whirlwind productions detroit follow them at whirlwind productions det on instagram and facebook if you're looking for any podcast producing or voiceover work contact them at whirlwind productions det at gmail.com or message them on instagram or facebook um He's a wealth of knowledge, and we are happy to have him as a partner on this podcast. He brings so much more than I could ever do uh, with my production value and my production level. So uh, check out what he's doing. Um, he's he's doing a fantastic job, and we actually have our guest for our next segment coming on right now. That's right. We're about to be heading into In the Spotlight, and we have a very special guest. He's been on before. But today he's talking about his new passion and his new love. Ronnie, how you doing, buddy? Can you hear us? Looks like his audio is firing up. All right. So he'll be with us shortly. Yeah. He muted looks, himself. Looks like he's muted. Ha, fuck, shit. Now we can hear you. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Zoom. What's up, guys? What's up? So I know... Brokowski said he's going to let the old host lead this lead this segment because um, of Ronnie. But we're actually all excited to have you on because with your retirement, we didn't think you would. Um, we could have you on a, a wrestling podcast um, since you're retired. But we have this new segment in the spotlight where we're spotlighting people who have a tie to the wrestling business, as in doing something on the on the behind the scenes that isn't out there as a talent or someone who is into content creating, which is what we are also diving ourselves into as well. So um, everyone knows you, Ronnie, we've, we've had some good talks on this podcast. You've been on three, four times. Cause we had you on as a follow-up to, or right before your last match with Carver. So this is your fifth time on, but this one's going to be a little different. We're not going to talk about Justin Pilgrim, the wrestler. We're going to talk about Ronnie and what you're doing with, uh, with your photography. So let everyone know, first of all, um, let everyone know what the photography um, brand is. And then the follow-up to that is how did you get into um, figure photography which has led to the, the passion expanding. But um, if you can go ahead with that first, Ronnie, that would be great. Well, I want to start off by saying I did not retire. I never said that. I just walked away. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but anyways, uh, so like the photography brand, I was going to try and stick with like the horror style brand, but uh, that's just too integrated into my wrestling shit. So I kind of just veering off from that and I'm just going with Jake was photography. Uh, I had Devin draw up a couple of logo designs for me, which I sent to you and uh, turned out really good. And they look real good as watermarks on pictures. So I was like, okay. Um, as far as getting into like figure photography, I've always been interested in it. I follow a lot of people on uh, Instagram that do figure photography. 
I've always been interested in it, but I've never really given it a shot. And photography has always been a passion of mine since, since high school, really. I took a photography class in high school and like learned how to, how to develop film in a dark room and all that stuff. And uh, ever since then, it's just been a passion of mine, but I decided to start getting into figure collecting and then I got a camera and I was like, I'll just give figure photography a shot. Why not? And you've done some pretty amazing stuff uh, with your wrestling. My favorite one, and I'm going to post this with the episode, is your spot of the Luchasaurus Ray Phoenix through the table where (laughs) how Ray Phoenix did not break his arm. I don't know. But you recreated that to a T. Um, in addition to that, another one that I really like of your figure photography when it's wrestling related is your Brian Danielson hangman page in the corner where Brian Danielson's all bloody, but you just don't do wrestling fig photography. You do everything like you have some awesome turtle stuff for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And of course, probably my favorite of anything you've done is the Justin Pilgrim fig photography um, <laughs> that that, uh, that you did when you got that custom um, fig made of you. But um, what is some of your favorite um, figs to shoot? Is it wrestling? Is it the non-wrestling? What's uh, what's kind of your favorite? I like, I like doing the recreations uh, with the wrestling figures just because it's, it's more challenging because I have to figure out how to pose them and I have to figure out how to like get them to stay posed. The like action the, shots. Yeah. Like the, like the hangman Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson one, man, it took me probably about a good 15 minutes of frustration getting hangman to fucking stay right there on those. <laughs> he kept falling backwards. I'm like, no, you son of a bitch. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, it's, those are, those are the ones I like doing the most because they're the more challenging ones uh that's why i went out and got a whole shitload of fishing line so i can just play around and use them as my puppets basically (laughs) well whatever you're doing with lighting and whatever you're doing with the posing of the figures um you've more than just you're doing some really good work and I know there was a time where you were putting it out there and, and you weren't getting much uh, response to it, but I think the more you've done, the more response you're getting. And I know the fig photography, the thing you started with, are you looking to expand on that and do other type of photography when it comes to, you know, shoots or anything? Yeah. Eventually I want to start getting into more stuff. Uh, the reason I got the camera in the first place is because my wife's cousin uh, hired me to be a photographer for their wedding this year. And uh, so I got the camera so I can do that. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to get into like uh, portraits and promo pictures for the dudes. Uh, I'd like to do some action shots in wrestling, but I'm just not at a point where I really want to go to wrestling shows right now. So that's, that'll be on the back burner for a while. Um, I, I just, I want to do everything, man. Weddings, portraits, promos, concerts, sports, whatever, dude. I just want to, I just want to get my name out there and just go to town on everything, man. Well, I already told you that you're going to do some promo pics for the guys here. 
um, for, for the podcast. So we are excited about getting that done. Uh, Big Kaz, do you, uh, do you have anything that you want to ask uh, Ronnie? Yeah. Uh, well, kind of ask and just kind of praise, you know, once you started this fig photography and I see you're building your collection and you don't quite have like, I'm sure there's so many more you want to get, but I appreciate the fact that you try to do these spots, these things that actually happened in the ring uh, with some of your figures. And then you go back and try to recreate it. And some of like, they have been spot on, like incredibly spot on. Like he said, that table, that table shot, you know, like if you couldn't tell that was a figure, you'd be like, holy fuck. And your lighting is incredible. Uh, how many different lights do you use to get just the right lighting for what you want? First off, thank you. I really appreciate that, man. I, I work really hard on, on a lot of those shots and some of them take me a good hour to an hour and a half to try and get set up before I even start shooting it. Um, but I totally just blew uh, lights. I, I just use three lights. I have three, uh, three cube lights that I said, I set up two like behind, like to the side of, behind the figures. And then I have one that basically goes right over the figure. So it gives the light down. Um, and it also, honestly, just depends on what I'm trying to shoot and what I'm trying to go for. Like, uh, like that zombie Captain America Spider-Man thing that I just posted. Uh, I used I used three lights for that, but I had the lights kind of like angle, angled upwards towards the, the figures. So the lights kind of glaze off the figures when I shot it. So yeah, dude, I just use three lights. I really enjoy like how on your TikTok, you, you show the setup, like it's, it's the same, everything, like you keep in constant across the board for each video. You, you, you span from the camera, like you show what you're seeing on the camera to the figs and how you have it set up. Like you let, like, you're not hiding anything. There's nothing behind the scenes. People could see that you're using the fish and wire, but seeing from that and then how you just boom, like it switches over to the final product. And it's just like, it's kind of amazing. You know, like you get that wow factor, like, it went from that to this, you know, like right. it, it's, you could tell that you're putting a lot of work and a lot of effort and then the, there's some heart into it. Is there any figures that you're really wanting to get because you have something in mind? Uh, I mean, right now I'm, I'm looking, there's the, the Pac, AEW Pac figure that I need to complete the death triangle with the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I really want to get my hands on the uh, the white gear Randy Orton that they just came out with not too long ago. Um, basically, anything that I want to I can use to recreate iconic moments. I got I've got like the Stone Cold that I can use that I'm gonna I have some ideas for, but I'm I'm waiting to order the middle finger the middle finger hands because right now he just has the pointer hands. So he's doing my, my, my son's middle finger, but he's not doing his actual <laughs> middle finger. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm picky <laughs> when it comes to the figures. Cause I don't, I don't like the basic figures cause they don't, they don't photograph well. They don't pose well. Uh, the elites and the ultimates are, are what I'm going for. So, cause they're more, they're super posable and they're more camera friendly and I can do more recreations and moments with those. Uh, 
my my big thing that I really need to get right now is uh, I need to make my own background dioramas or dioramas, however it's pronounced, of wrestling crowds so that it adds more depth to my pictures. Uh, I found a couple websites that sell them, but they're pretty pricey. So I'm I'm trying to teach myself on making my own so I don't have to spend $90 ordering it from a fucking website. Uh, Brokowski, uh, do you have anything? Yeah, I do. I do. I got a question about uh, the figures. I mean, these these are definitely some uh, not cheap figures as you just touched on. You know, you don't get the basics. You get the elites and the black series of the Marvels. You know, I mean, ha- have you been fig collecting for a long time or is this something that just started with the photography and the fig photography? Uh, the figure collecting actually just started uh, probably a few months before my photography started with the camera and everything. Um, I don't know. It was just the uh, the AEW figures really is what got me back into figure collecting. I mean, when I was a kid, I had all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. I had all the WWF and WCW and ECW toys. Like I had it all when I was a kid and then I got rid of it all. And now with these ECW or these AEW figures that have been coming out, I've really been impressed with them. So that's, that's what got me back into it was the AEW figures. And then, uh, I mean, at Walmart, they, Walmart's been stepping up their game and selling those, those really dope NECA figures with like the, the Goliath that I took pictures of and, uh, I had to order that Leonardo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I had to order him off eBay, but yeah, it's something that I'm I'm getting more into, and I, I try and buy like one or two figures every paycheck. So like every couple of weeks, I'll try and buy one or two figures if I can find them. Do you have any uh, plans for a non wrestling figure that you want to really get? Because you got something in mind for? Oh, bro, <laughs> don't even get me started. I have. So back in June, I pre-ordered the Black Series Darth, Re- Darth Reven off of Amazon. And it was supposed to ship out in December. And then it got pushed back again until June or July or January. And then they tried to double charge me for it. Only, only refunded me once. So I had to cancel the whole order. So now I'm on the hunt for that because I really want to get my hands on that figure. It's a Black Series Darth Reven. And I had some pretty good and dope ideas with him and Mandalorian. Yeah, I can only imagine how dope that is going to look. I'm a big Star Wars fan. So just how good <laughs> your wrestling photography is, I can only imagine what you have planned with some lightsabers and shit. Oh, uh, dude, I, I started, I've never really, I've never really messed with life, lightsabers on Photoshop. Like I've been using Photoshop since written, the original Adobe Photoshop came out. Like I switched over from Jask paint shop pro to adobe photoshop back when photoshop first came out but i've never really messed with lightsabers until this last uh couple mandalorian pictures i just posted i tried to edit in with the lightsaber but i need to do a little bit find some more tutorials and teach myself how to do it better but yeah i got some pretty dope ideas (laughs) jaybird you got anything for ronnie just praise him man he's uh I love I, I love it, man. Uh, all of it, especially the um, I like the wrestling ones a lot. But honestly, like you said, you just posted some Mando ones. Those are wicked. The, I love the turtle ones. I thought that was so cool with the colors and everything, man. Like 
you you got a nice setup and how you're doing it whatever's in your mind is definitely working man and just keep going with it man just keep going thank don't you. stop thank you man I, I i plan on getting the the Raphael uh to go with leonardo because i have some pretty cool ideas for them for like the movie when he was when raf was out in the bed and leonardo was in the chair like next to him like this i have some pretty cool i know what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah. zach thomas zach thomas called him out one of that Raphael and yeah and i i've been looking for him but i can't find him any cheaper than 50 bucks and i'm not ready to spend 50 bucks on him so (laughs) yeah i know make sure make sure to hold on to those ones you had when you were a kid man shit's crazy nowadays right (laughs) yeah because i had dude i literally I had all that dude. I had them all, and then I got rid of them when I got older. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Trust us. We got luckily. We held on to a couple of our Star Wars ones, but there's still a right. lot more that we used to have, and it's just like, damn, man. <laughs> They're hard well, to come by now. Well, man. well, Ronnie, we always appreciate getting to talk with you, and and from the beginning of this podcast, our friendship has grown, and we've talked about this on the podcast and it's so awesome to see you excited about something again because i know there was a time where we've talked that you weren't excited about what you were doing so it's awesome to see you excited for something again and with as short a time as you've been doing this you are knocking it out of the park some of the stuff that we've seen we'll um we'll message each other in our chat about the podcast and it's nothing with the podcast it's like did you guys see ronnie's post (laughs) because we're so so proud of some of this work you're putting out with this photography and and i know you 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 have a passion for it you have a love for it and i really think this is a way for you to get back doing something that you're happy doing so i appreciate that as your friend seeing you happy again with your your activities outside of your shoot job um, so I, I'm really happy for you. Where can people see your photography online? Well, first off, I thank you, man. I really, I really appreciate it. you guys have been nothing but supportive for me since day one. So uh, I really appreciate it. And, and honestly, like if you guys ever want me to come back on and talk about wrestling, I still, I still keep up with it. I just don't do it anymore but i and i'll talk wrestling like i'll talk wrestling all fucking day long so i i still love wrestling like wrestling is a very big passion of mine i just can't do it anymore. well that's, that's you're tying that in with the fig photography of the wrestling with those action shots and whatnot so so you can still see your passion for wrestling in your in your in your photography where i know you have right. a facebook and you have an instagram what are those handles uh the instagram is just my name ronnie jakeless i tried to use jakeless photography but that's already taken uh my facebook is jakeless photography um tiktok is i think it's still horror style i'm not entire i haven't changed that one yet so tiktok is still under horror style and that's just where i post like like you guys were saying the behind the scenes with the with the final shot at the end of the video uh, I'll probably be posting up more like Call of Duty videos up there too. But yeah, Instagram and Facebook are the main two places that I post all my pictures. Are you still streaming on Twitch? No, I'm not no. doing that anymore. All right. I, I didn't know if you were still doing that or not. 
Um, again, we appreciate you. We are going to get in contact with you this year. I talked to you about some some promo picks for for all of us, and yeah, we'll definitely get you on again because we we love we love having conversations with you, whether it's about wrestling or about life or about anything. But we'll definitely get you on. I got some other things, projects that we're uh, that we're working on too that I'd like to talk to you about getting you on a, a new podcast that I've got that I'm going to be starting. So I, I, I'd like to get with you on that one as well uh, to, to get you on for, for that. But again, we are so thrilled to see you doing this work with this fig photography and any way we can help you spread the word on this. That's what we're, we're doing now and expanding what we do, not just with the talent in the ring, but with people's talents outside of the ring. So we appreciate you. Thank you for coming on and we'll be in contact with a lot of more stuff with you soon. So, but, but, but Ronnie, it's always a pleasure and you're always going to be welcomed. You know, like we said in that video you made for me when I was missing, I always said you th- that you had an open invite to be on the podcast and you still have an open invite to be on this podcast. So thank you, brother. brother. I, appreciate I appreciate you. I love you. <laughs> Keep with that figure photography, get that shit expanded and do and keep doing what you love to do because we love seeing it. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I could talk to Ronnie all day, every day. And yeah. And and like people need to just check out his, his fig photography. It's, it's really, really good. Like I said, I love watching it on TikTok, the before and after, you know, like he posts the pictures on Facebook and Instagram, the befores and afters, but actually watching it in like the, the video format, how it just flashes from the before to the after. It's incredible. And I love how he does that. He keeps the behind the scenes stuff on the TikTok because a lot of people will take their TikTok videos and share them on their Instagram and their Facebook. I like that he's keeping the finished product on Facebook and Instagram, but giving you that look behind the curtain, what you'd say in the wrestling business on what he's doing um, with the setups and everything. So, yeah, it's and with him doing it a short amount of time as he has, he's really taken off with it. So big things are coming from him outside the ring. So that being said, we had we had three wise men media on. We had Ronnie on for our spotlight. But there was a little wrestling last week. You know, we all went to a couple shows. So there's three shows that were covered. Me and Nick the Gooch, we ended up going to Horror Slam GCW. Jaybird and Brokowski, Friday night, they went to see GCW at Harpo's. It looks like they got back. Their car still had all four wheels. And then Dan Dan, myself and C-Dog took the trip out to Saginaw for our first trip to UCW and i'll start off thursday night nick the gooch isn't here so i'm the only one that could actually talk about it it was a good show fun show gcw and horror slam they usually do pretty good when they get together and uh match of that night man i loved mm3 and alex shelley a lot of people are saying match of the night was uh alex weir's match wasn't a bad match i just very much enjoyed the mm3 match which at the end showed a split between uh, Jeremiah Goldman and MM3. Uh, Jeremiah kind of got in the way. 
So therefore, MM3, I think he just had enough, ended that whole thing. We had our friend, chinstrap, Kyle Barrett. He took on Big Con. He got the win, but the way that ended, I wouldn't call that much of a win. Him and his game changer friend, man, let me tell you what. Nate Bach took a lot of losses this weekend. <laughs> he got yeah. put through a table by Big Con. He got beat a couple times or once Saturday night. And then the Raiders also lost. Yeah. He's had a tough weekend. Right. He's a big Raider fan. So what about Friday night? What was Yeah, boys, tell us about Friday night. Friday night was absolutely awesome, man. I had an absolute hook, blast. Man. GCW most notorious tore the fucking roof off of Harpo's. I've never heard. You know, that's like a concert venue. So like you could hear the echoes of the chants and everything. And that place was on fire. Was Every fire, match man. was dope. And there was only one death match, too. I mean, we got to see legends of Two Cold Scorpio and Ricky Martin wrestle against Boosie. Alley Catch and uh, Effie. That was a hell of a match because I think Ricky Martin's like 70 years old or something like that. And the dude did a Canadian Destroyer. Yeah. A Canadian Destroyer. Like, how in the hell is that possible? Yeah, he it's did amazing. one when they were on AEW. He did one, a Canadian Destroyer. I guess that's his thing. But uh, and then, what was and your then what favorite I, match? I'll let Bro- Jordan go first. Jordan, I was going to say, mine Jaber. was definitely... Um, so, was it... Uh, Sabu, right? Yes. Yeah, Sabu came out to the ring. You know, we were hailing him, giving him his glory, and Justice was with him. And um, then uh, Atticus decided to show up and talk a little smack. And um, so Justice defended him, and they had a hell of a brawl, man. They were jumping from everything all over the place. Harpo's got a lot of um, high uh, yeah, yeah, balcony spots, and they they did not fear him, man. They – one dude, uh, Justice jumped up, did a swanton. Uh, Atticus threw Justice over the bar, jumped on top of him. Um, it was phenomenal. And Justice was taking some old school uh, ECW, ECW unprotected chair shots. Chair shots like all night, man. He was just like, throw him, throw him. Boom, boom, boom. Showing a lot of respect, Sabu. Um, Unfortunately, you know how it goes when one guy from 44 Ohio's there. You know the rest of them are hiding somewhere. And sure enough, they came out, grabbed a hold of Sabu, threatened them, got Justice off, confused. Atticus got the pin. But it was still a phenomenal match, man. Those guys are two great wrestlers, man. I, I loved it. Fuck Ohio. Yeah, fuck, right. Ohio. fuck Ohio. Fuck Ohio. What you, Brokowski? What was your favorite match from Friday night? So I'm going to kind of ramble for a second here because I got to get a few things out. To mm-hmm. add to that match, that Justice and Atticus match, I, as an ECW enthusiastic, I have never seen a match like that since the days of ECW. It was a great tribute to Sabu. One of the cooler things, though, was meeting big, sexy Kevin Nash. That was a childhood hero for me. My, one of my favorite WCW champs behind Diamond Dallas Page. That motherfucker was one of the most coolest down-to-earth people ever. We talked movies, cannabis business, wrestling. I literally held up the line chatting with him, and he just kept going on with me. Yeah, it was but awesome. Favorite, I, I was even a part of it, too, yeah, honestly. He was he, there, too. I didn't pay, and he's like, hey, what's up? He like, just brought me right over to the table, man. I got to meet him and talk to him. 
Coolest guy in the world, man. So chilled. Awesome. Favorite match of the night definitely holds a very special personal spot in my heart from seeing him and my first time in Flophouse at, in 2020 to where he is now was Hoodfoot versus Alex Colon. Oh, that oh. motherfucker went out there and he stamped his fucking name in the deathmatch scene. He uh, has been uh, on fire uh, uh, and that uh, man uh, is a motherfucking uh, uh, monster. Cologne straight up sliced the living shit out of him and poured a whole tub of salt on Two him. Two or like three, man. It was he ridiculous. left man. the match white. That's how covered in salt that man was. It was fucking a phenomenal match. They brought all over the place. Yep. They had all. They probably broke about over 100 light tubes. They went through, Hoodfoot went through the painted glass. I mean, it was great. And the door painted glass. There's two panes of glass, man. It was awesome. It was a great fucking show all together. And that match just topped it all off. And like I said, man, if you don't know the name Hoodfoot, you fucking do now because he stamped a mud hole in it. So Hoodfoot, you know, I think we got our first taste of Hoodfoot before he blew up. Um, Schwartz, he told us, watch this guy, uh, for the very first time that we saw him and he is absolutely blowing up. And, and I made a comment. I was talking with Donald Holland online. He had made a post spotlighting Hoodfoot and Alex Cologne. And I said, you know, this goes back to his days at Flophouse when he was first before he really broke. He was there. He was their champ. He was the Flophouse champ. And, and, and where Hoodfoot's come to his tag team with Casanova Valentine to some of their matches with each other, with his match with Isaiah Bronner. I mean, there's just been so much. Hoodfoot has stepped it up from the first time we've seen him till now. And I think we all said 2021 was Hoodfoot's year. I, I, I think he's going to take it up a notch. 2022 is going to be the year of Hoodfoot. And. <clears throat> Speak, so we have at the end of the month, Hoodfoot's going up against Justin Kyle at RPW for that for that heavyweight title, man. That's right. Two guys that are our favorites. That's going to be one for us. I think that whole match, I'm going to be cheering for both of these guys. I, I'm not yeah. booing either one. Um, does Hoodfoot take the title from Justin Kyle? That's the question, man. That If there's one guy to do it, I think Hoodfoot's the guy to do it. Hoodfoot is so, something else, man. He's, he's on Justin his game. Kyle. He's the best, man, but Hoodfoot, that's a scary guy. And he called him out, too, so Hoodfoot, I feel like, has a lot to step up to. Plus, the title on the line, shit, there's already a lot. Yeah, Bobby Documents better watch out when Hoodfoot finally catches up with him. Yeah. Yeah, true yeah. that, true that. True so, that. <laughs> Brandon and I, along with Dog, went to Saginaw for UCW. Um, we want to thank our Talking Sports co-host, Kyle Barrett, for the invite to come out to the show. Um, Big Kaz, what was your thoughts on UCW? This is the first Man. time that we've, uh, we've been there. So first off, let me start that red Robin that we went to. And was that Dearborn or whatever? Yeah. Hey, kudos to red Robin for not being Chili's. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Chili's. Bad experience in that Chili's right down the road. Yeah. Red Robin got us in, got us out. I love me some red Robin. Uh, it was, it was delicious. Yeah. Uh, Red Which Robin's has nothing to do with the whole day, but no. that's how we started off. We a get out there, a good day, you know, two hour trek place that I've never been. We pull up and it's a strip mall. 
Yeah, we weren't even for sure we were in the right spot. I I was I was motherfucking Dan in my head, hoping he didn't put in the wrong address. I didn't come out and say anything out loud, but when we pulled up, I was like, "Fucking Dan, did you put in the wrong address?" But it was. We were in the right spot. It just wasn't as well lit. We get in there, and you know there weren't many people there when we got there, so we got great seats, front row, right on the side of the ring. And let me tell you what. There was only like one match that I wasn't super into. It was it was probably the quickest match of the night. Roy Williams had won his title back. I don't remember the guy he wrestled. I apologize. The guy, he didn't stand a chance, clearly. He didn't even really have any offense in that match. Roy Williams tore it up. He did. He, he did. wanted that, he wanted that prestige title back and he got yeah, it. Yeah. But for being the first time there, I didn't really know what to expect. I've heard stories from a lot of guys that this show is different than most. It's ran a little bit differently. The storytelling's a little different. Um, it started out with Zach Thomas and Ace Evans, man. That was a That's way man, to man. start the show. I'll tell Hell you what. Yeah. Those guys were incredible. We're fans of both of those guys. Um, it's one of those. We had almost that whole night. It was really hard to choose aside in any of the matches yeah it was i you know i made a post that we got to see so many of our friends wrestle that night yeah uh sean tyler from the purge came out and interrupted a you know he had a couple students of uh the dragon slayer academy yeah a couple students had were given a little spotlight to have a match Sean Tyler came out and just uh, interfered, busted them both up, had a lot to say. He also had a match later that night. But the whole the whole show was called The Biggest Loser. And the thing was, there was a the main event was a ladder match to get rid of the this ugly ass biggest loser belt that is held by Nate Bach before the show and uh, it's still held by Nate Bach. He he's still the biggest loser. So the concept of this match was it was a reverse ladder match. The first person to put the ladder up, hang the belt from above the ring wins the match and they chose an envelope out of a garbage can and the name on that envelope is who became the biggest loser, the loser weight champion. Um that match started off with Nate Bach and our buddy Chinstrap, Jesus, Kyle Barrett were in that match. And then everyone that lost in all the matches joined the main event. And it became a nine man ladder match to decide who was the biggest loser at UCW. Um, we had a lot of familiar faces. Like we said, Zach Thomas, a sevens, uh, all wrestled Sean Tyler, LJ, uh, Lawrence wrestled, um, dread King Logan wrestled. Yeah. He um, wrestled Nick green. That's a name that I want to be watching for because I actually, even though Nick green got handled by dread King Logan, he did, he had heart. Like that guy tried to get some offense in and he's seen, he's a graduate of, of the, the cat. Yep. Of the school. And I, I honestly, like I, I, I'm going to keep my eye on him. I'd like to see him some more. 
I reached out to Nick after the show and let him know that Brandon and I were there and that we enjoyed seeing him. And we're going to get Nick on the podcast. Uh, we did see Nick at one IWR show. Um, he was in a squash match there, but he had heart. He, he gave all he could against Logan and he was in the reverse ladder match, the, the loser weight or, or, or the biggest loser match. And he, he had a good showing in that match. So that's a name to watch out for is Nick green. Um, we're going to have him on at some point, talk to him about his career and being trained at, at, uh, at, at the dragon slayer. But I, I, I think when it comes to our favorite match, our favorite match is going to be the same match. And I know 2022 is in its infancy stages, but this match is going, in my opinion, is going to hold up as a candidate for match of the year uh, in 2022 between our brother Schwartzy and El Ridiculoso. Um, back in the pro wrestling all-stars days when it was El Ridiculoso feuding with Atlas Hightower, being a big Atlas Hightower fan, I just never got into El Ridiculoso. Nothing against him. He's really good in the ring and what he does, but I never got into him. So when they had him and Schwartz together, I didn't know what to expect. And this but was I, the last, this was the last match for the last entrant to be in the reverse ladder match. And I know Brandon will agree with me when I say this, that not knowing how these two men would, would be able to work a match together. And I know I've talked to Schwartzy since, and he's very proud of this match and, and, and what happened. But um, I think these two men went out there and gave the most complete match that I've seen in a very long time. It had comedic value. It had technical wrestling. It had everything that you want in being entertained in a match. These two guys did everything they could to both lose the match so they could go on and be in the main event. And Schwartzy and El Ridiculoso outsmarted everybody and got double DQ'd, hitting each other with chairs. So they both moved on to the reverse ladder match in the main event. But I, I, I know that El Ridiculoso is leaving Michigan, so we're not going to see him here wrestling for a while. We actually got to uh, hang out with Josh Harper from uh, from MIW and Wrestling Rage. He came to see El Ridiculoso because him and Brittany are big fans of El Ridiculoso. So they got to see him, and, and that's going to be his last match, according to what everything I'm hearing in Michigan. Yeah, El Ridiculoso is him and his family are going to Florida and yeah. uh, best of luck and well wishes to to him and his family. And I, I'm just hoping the best safe travels even getting there. Yeah, but these guys, these guys put on a hell of a match. Um, Daniel Abbey has put up some amazing photos from this show and he's got a whole bunch of photos from just that match. You're going to see some weird things. Uh, Schwartzy, if you don't follow him on TikTok, he has the spot in the match where they keep rolling each other over in small packages all the way around the ring. And just the technical work these two put in, adding that comedic flair and that entertainment. Like UCW is is a um, 
it is a, I, I would consider it, it. It's different from what we see around here in the sense that it is a family entertainment show. Um, and the talent that they use and the storytelling they do is, is, is a little different, but you, you guys know me, I'm a big storytelling guy and the whole territory, which is Johnny Bravo's group game changers joining the territory on Saturday night, the next show, Nate Bach and dread King Logan in the main event. The match is for number one contender for Bryce Sullivan's belt. And whoever wins that match is number one contender. And whoever loses it is the loser weight champion. So there's some big stakes going on at the next uh, UCW show on February 5th. Um, all or nothing. So Nate Bach, we've seen him a lot lately. Um, we've had nothing but praise for Nate Bach. We talked to Nate on, on Saturday and he's excited that we're getting out there and seeing him and what he can do. And, and of course I, screwed up and picked the Raiders on, on talking sports with PWE in honor of Nate Bach. You'll have to listen to that on Wednesday, on a Friday. On no. Friday, that'll yeah. come out Friday. But um, I picked them for Nate Bach. Um, so Nate Bach has become a friend of the show. He's very, um, he's humbled by our support. And um, he just, when you see him out there, you just don't want to like him. He's that the hair, the hair. He, he the has hair the little it. reverse mullet skull thing in the back. Well, he braided it on, <laughs> on Saturday night. So it's now braided. The I think he was like that at IWR too. Yeah. yeah the little spot. So. No, I think the braid was, was first deal because they, they, uh, they, they made a big deal about it when he came out, the show started with Mark Roberts, who we know the ring announcer from IWR. He's the ring announcer from UCW comes out going to explain what the reverse ladder match was and out comes the game changers just start the show nate and kyle take over and 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 declare that they're getting rid of this belt that they're not losers and they're going to get rid of this belt um then we saw them again in a six-man tag match they came out and that's when they turned on their partner jeter and joined the territory and then we saw them in the reverse ladder match. So we saw a lot of game changers on Saturday night. And, and we're not saying this for our, our bias. That's two guys you got to watch out for. Those two guys are, are, have their stock is fast rising. I could really say that about the talent at UCW. Yes. Anybody in that was on that card. And like, you know, like you said, we had LJ from Cobra Kai. When we see those guys, you know, we typically boo them. We're not we're not huge fans of the Cobra Kai faction, but LJ is an incredible talent. Uh, Sean Tyler from The Purge. We got to see Dread King Logan, you know, the Game Changers, Schwartzy, El Ridiculoso, Jeter, a couple fresh faces we've never seen before at this show. That was the first time I got to see Roy Williams. They all believe in what that promotion's doing, and it shows what, what they did in the ring. Yeah, I, I'm making the trip to Saginaw for the next show. Ace. Yeah. Ace and Zach put on a hell of a match to start it off. Um, I like what UCW is doing. Um, I'm definitely going to be back. And I'm really excited. We we forgot to mention in the Schwartz El Ridiculoso match, the referee Orville Orville had a spot. He did 
a Canadian destroyer on El Ridiculoso and Schwartz, counted the pin. I don't even know how that even happened. <clears throat> it was that it was, it was a silly match, but I don't want it to sound, you know, silly is probably not the right word because then I say silly. You think, Oh man, it was kind of a big joke to these guys. No, it was the entertainment factor. And they, they put did, a comedic twist on a technical wrestling match. They like there's a lot of surprises at UCW. They there did what is. people told them they couldn't do. They yes. said you can't, you can't have a comedic match and still be best match of the night or be looked at as serious wrestlers. I call bullshit. I mean, we've been we've been on Schwartz's side for better part of two years now. And not saying all of his matches are silly and comedic, but he brings that energy. He brings that hype. He draws you in. And El Ridiculoso and Schwartzy was a match I didn't know I wanted. But I am so glad that I got to see it. El Ridiculoso was a staple at UCW. So it was just fitting that he was put in a spot. And like I said, we, we being Atlas fans, we nothing against El Ridiculoso. We just never cheered for him. But I'll tell you what, those two guys got staying ovation at the end of that match for everything that they that they did. And, and check out Schwartz's TikTok. Check out Daniel Abbey's. Uh, he's got some great action shots from that match. And he's got Orville spot. You, you can see Orville spot the referee that, that he did in there. It was just they took they left everything in the ring. El Ridiculoso, you know, that was special to him to have this match at UCW with him leaving the state and him and Schwartz, he delivered. And I, I'll put that up against any match for everything that it brought the technical, the comedic, uh, the entertainment value of that match. I don't know if we're going to see that the rest of the year. Um, it, it was amazing overall. I, I give that, I can't give anything a perfect 10. I give it an, an, an eight and a half, nine out of 10. It was, it was a great show. It sounds like we're going to have to, I'm going to have to make my way to UCW uh, here real soon. February 5th. It is for yep. February 4th, February we'll 5th, be there for that. February 5th, February 5th. Okay. All or nothing. Nate Bach versus Dread there. King Logan on, on number one contender for Bryce Sullivan's belt. And the loser becomes loser weight champ. And before we send you guys off, we want to remind you listeners, go check out three wise media wrestling challenge. That's three Y M M wrestling challenge. You can find that on, every part of social media. Also check out three Wiseman media themselves. So you can get your latest on the motor city mo going down. And as always go to PWE pod, you can find our episodes. You can find our link to the brain busters tease. And also please leave a review. You never know where we're going to read it online. Give us a question. Talk shit. We don't care. We might just read it online so you guys can hear about it and let us talk it over, but go check all of us out. Peace. We out.